Welcome to Rise with Anita Vita. I am your host, Anita Vita, Master Medical Qigong teacher and healer. I'm so grateful and thankful that you are here with me today. As you know, this show aims to empower women and their stories so that they become a ripple effect of healing in this world. Today, I have a very special episode. I am introducing to you my first co-host. We are going to talk all the things about goddess energy, goddess vibes, divine feminine energy, What does that mean? What does that look like? And how can you apply it in your life? So please welcome back a former guest of mine and dear friend, Angela Aguirre to the show, everybody. Hi, this is so fun. What's (laughs) up, sister? Hello, my fellow goddess. (laughs) Hello, my fellow goddess. How are you? Hello. (laughs) Hello. How are you? Oh, this is, I'm so good. This is fun to have a co host. I was here as a guest. And to me, I feel like co host is like, we're just going to chat it up. I get to direct some questions to you, and you're directing questions to me. And I love that form of engagement. Let's do this. (laughs) Yes, absolutely, sis. So, you know, the topic of the day, is goddess energy. How did you come about that, come across it? And how did you, how, how, how did you even um, uh, create those instances like in your life to activate goddess energy within you? I honestly, <laughs> I think in the last six years, I have used the word goddess among other words, which I'm sure we'll cover in our time together talking. Uh, I have used that word goddess more now in the last six years than ever in my life. I don't think I ever used the word goddess unless I was learning about like Roman goddesses or like Greek mythology or something <laughs> back in school. Um, but I, the yeah. short answer is that it was activated in me in becoming a mother and the threshold and the milestone to cross over and become a mother and this deep reverence for my body and carrying a child and birthing a child and having and and having a home birth and going through this like amazing transformative um, experience and then motherhood in itself um, my reverence for being a woman and the feminine and the the healing properties and energies of the feminine have um, become top of mind, become, have become my insatiable desire to learn more and to put into practice, and also has become sustainable fuel for me to show up in a greater capacity because motherhood does take a lot of my energy. I want to devote a lot of my time and attention to that and to not meet 
people out of burn, like burnout or from a place of um, not feeling like my cup is full is practicing the goddess and like feminine energies and feminine practices and being aware that instead of managing life, I need to provide for myself in order to meet life where it's at instead of just, I got to get this done. We got to do these to-do lists. So I've, I've used that word goddess. I've read information. I've like digested all these like seminars and, and um, communities that I belong to and have created that we are both part of. And it's just become something that I embody more naturally. I put my attention on more so, and it has become um, a natural evolution of me as a woman. So that's, that's my answer. And I'd love to hear your experience with like goddess and like embracing that feminine aspect because each of us there's a different you know like reason why we might be aware of it or um, an experience that kind of put our attention on it where we're like oh okay I'm aware of that and I want to embody that and learn about that yeah well thank you for mm -hmm. sharing your perspective and how goddess energy was like activated in you and your personal story and, you know, I'm grateful I get to be a part of that because I got to witness you in all those phases and yes, changes you in your life. <laughs> and for me, to be honest, I didn't even really use goddess energy um, or that word even. Um, same as you, like I just learned it in school. And for some reason for me, it, when, I hear, when I hear the word goddess, I'm just like, what is that? And I think because at the time, I only knew of like the woo-woo people who wear white and just walk around lackadaisical and just like, you know, manifesting or just being this, this angelic being and then never really talk about the dark side of things mm -hmm. to excavate yes. and the shadow work and what it takes to really live at that level. And I came about it when, you know, being so masculine and in my work as a as a nurse at the time and in the hospital setting that's like probably one of the most masculine places like you could be at i ended up having to um i ended up just getting tired of the doing that there i was seeking out there has to be something better and less rigorous because yes. i couldn't I couldn't sustain the energy that I was already had, you know, for me to push through certain things. And I thought, and that was just, you know, that was just my upbringing. I was like, in my conditioning, I was like, I can push through anything. I don't care how much is left in my cup. I'll figure out a way. Yep. Yet the, um, the, the thing that ended up happening to me was I ended up always feeling depleted and having that burnout and just not really enjoying life to its fullest. So what I needed to practice, what I found that I needed to practice was understanding masculine energy and then feminine energy. And then the tools to, to activate that was actually through you. You invited me to um, Mama Gina's event and I felt called to it first, right? It, I, I actually felt called. I was like, okay, it has, it's gotta be like, you know, I really want to be around these other women who's feeling all these things, but not even really vocalizing it because we don't know how to, like, where do you yes. share that in the workplace? It yes. does not exist. 
you know, maybe once in a while with your sisters or your siblings, but even then, at least with me, I have like two sisters. And even then, though, I didn't have any actual tools to to utilize. And so I, wa I was also seeking that out because I couldn't just run on empty and be like, just pushing, pushing, pushing. And then still, still I get ill or still I'm not happy or I'm not joyful. And, and, and yeah, and that's what I ended up having to do. So in me and being invited to women's circles, that's where I receive energy and where I'm being poured into that actually activates that spark for that divine feminine essence or goddess energy to light me up. And um, so this slide, right? This was at one of your events before the pandemic started. Yeah, that was February, um, February 2020, so yeah. right before. Mm -hmm. And that was so fun. And I've never experienced such intimacy in a group, you know, with a group of women who were like strangers. Granted, this has been more than, you know, this is um, more than your first. So this isn't your first circle. I've been coming to many and I've created so many beautiful friendships. So it becomes like this reunion to see each other again and also have the opportunity to to meet new people and create new relationships and new friendships. So that was my my experience. Yeah. I feel like a lot of people can relate with that, especially in the workplace that you are in, in the, um, the nursing caretaking industry. And um, what I heard from you, even though I'm not a nurse, um, I feel that all women are nurturers and caretakers. And in our essence, we are very inclusive and want to you know, always consider the whole or make sure the integrative approach of the emotional wealth of some, or the emotional health of someone, the mental health um, of our loved ones in our circle and our community. And so what I heard from you is like what I could relate to in becoming a new mom. And also the, the way that I love in relationships and in my life is, wow, I really pour into others and I leave the very last bit for me. Like, mm -hmm. And I, it, you feel depleted, you feel burnt out, you erupt easily. Um, it comes out sideways, like just like, you know, like irritability and mm -hmm. being overly critical and not having that spark. And um, it was a nice parallel journey that we were both on with you attending the circles, which I've been doing for like four years now. Yeah. Um, and then you had mentioned Mama Gina. I just want to like share with the community that, Mama Gina uh, is her nickname and Regina thomas is her name. She is a women's activist and teacher of the feminine. She wrote a book that I read and then told Anita about called Pussy, A Reclamation. And, um, and then she has for 20 years, which she just retired for 20 years, she was teaching a course called the School of Womanly Arts in New York City for three months. And Anita and I went to New York for the intro weekend. And that's where mm -hmm. we, we were introduced to some of her tools that she teaches. Um, <laughs> and I, when I say tools, I think it, like the simplest things, but yet they're so profound for women to remember to do for themselves. Like the art of receiving, to receive, oh. as, to receive as generously as we give of our time, of our attention, of our words, of the actions that we do for others. When someone does that for you, receive it. Don't deflect, don't diminish, don't be, don't be demure.
to receive it. And so like, that's like one tool. I'm sure we're going to cover a couple more. Uh, but yeah, for both of us to attend that weekend in New York, I feel was very nourishing and, and the start of being like, okay, I don't need to, I don't have to manage everything and cover all these bases. I need to make sure that I'm okay. And then from my overflow, I can pour into others and meet them from a place of joy and um, not depletion, not irritability <laughs> and yeah. whatnot. Yeah. So we have, I'm sure so many in their community can relate to this, this feeling, especially during the times that we're living in right now. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You know, I, I really like that you said that you, we must receive as generously as we give mm -hmm. and to use, you know, to, to start with ourselves first. And I'm the first to say that I don't, I don't do that. It's, I, you know, and I don't want to say, Oh, it's because naturally I, I am a nurturer and naturally um, I can't help myself to support and to give. And the thing is, I can't support at the bandwidth and at the container and the expansion at the end, the depth at, uh, at which I want to without really starting with me first. And I know those who are in healthcare who are listening or those who are who feel in the same position as, as me to like, well, I want to, I don't even think about myself because in this moment, I'm thinking about my patient in this moment, I'm thinking about my child or my husband, mm -hmm. wife, or other members in my family. Yet you're the primary nurturer. So yes. it should start with you. And I get it. I know how difficult that is to, to receive. In fact, in, for me to train my subconscious mind, in receiving is to follow my sentences. When somebody gives me a compliment or gives me a gift, it is to thank you. I receive it's followed with thank you. I receive that. Mm -hmm. And if you notice anybody who knows me, when, when you share something with me and I say, thank you, I always say, thank you. I receive that. And that took yes. me and I practiced that for three years. It's just been a, a part of my language now and my verbiage and my word bank. So so not only will me being the receiver receive the fullness of what was given to me, the person giving will also express the fullness of their joy. Cause like, Oh, yes. Anita actually receives that. Cause she said so <laughs> instead of like, thank you. And like, you know, go about your day or go about your next thing. And so yes. allowing that allowed me to even be more present with that person. And then the exchange actually happens in its fullness. And that's what, what's so beautiful when you practice these, right? These very, these subtle, small, yeah, subtle, yes, subtle, subtle, shifts. but yeah. huge profound effects. Because like you said, it took you three years to start getting used to that mm -hmm. because we're so used to being like, oh, don't mention it. Or it was nothing or, you know, like diminishing it, deflecting, deflecting. We do so much as women or, you know, oh, this old thing, you know, like you, you get a compliment about your lipstick or this dress and you're like, oh, I got it on sale or like, oh, I've had this for like 10 years. Like, why are we deflecting? Why are we diminishing a gift that someone is giving you? And so bringing it into language was only the first part. First, you had to energetically be like, I'm going to mindfully bring it to my conscious awareness now, mm -hmm. receive when someone gives me attention, when someone gives me a compliment when someone does something kind for me, instead of deflecting, diminishing, whatever it is, being like, thank you, I received that. So the language helped 
anchor it, but it was mm -hmm. conscious decision, right? And it, it's hard. It's very hard. And so that's why it, it sounds so simple. But when you put it into practice, and I hope anyone listening, that's like, let me try that. Try it today when you hear this podcast and when you see this recording. Try just saying that out loud the next time someone does something kind for you or uh, opens Yeah. I, I know you opened me up to this world of feminine tools when I went to New York City with you and Star. And um, you actually took the program. Mm -hmm. And you, I, did you take it twice? I did it two years you in a row. Two, I loved it that it much. Two years in a row. Two okay. years in a row. Mm -hmm. What would you say is your, because I know she's not doing it anymore right yeah. now, right? She's not doing any live. Yeah. Um, trainings. Mm -hmm. What would you say is your greatest takeaway and then a feminine tool that you still practice in your life right now, daily, daily, if you know, consistently, I should say. Um, it's so hard to limit and to say like, which thing like has helped me the most. There are many things that I have learned and experienced. I'll, I'll share two, because one's about community and one's about a practice. The first simple practice, actually, let me start with community. The first is being in an auditorium with, uh, the first year was 700 women. The last year, the last year she did, before she retired, this program. Um, at one point there was 800 women. Being in community with that many women and doing the work, which you had mentioned earlier about the shadow work, which is to be with what's vulnerable, to be with what your insecurities are, to be with what your trauma has been, to be with mm. what your pain has been, and to see women grieve and to hear women's stories and to honor their story and their growth and their evolution. We are so interconnected as women, hands down, no matter what your political affiliate is, no matter what you think about, you know, something that's happening in you know, our, our national or global um, events, how you raise your children, whatnot. Those are circumstantial and we have our differences. That's fine. But at the core of what, who we are as women, we are so interconnected. And I think feeling that, witnessing that, and also being part of that, um, it has deepened my, again, reverence, respect for women and our community and being an advocate for amplifying women's voices and um, making sure that we all remember, like, we need each other. We absolutely need each other. And we go about life alone most of the time. You know, we, we resort more to blogs or books or external resources, but not each other. So that was a big takeaway. And I was already doing the women's soul circles at that time, which is building community. So it just amplified even more the, the, the advocacy and the importance of like continuing in my own way, building community that is meaningful and supportive because we do need that and reminding women how interconnected we are. So that's a big one. And then the tool that, um, and there's many, and we just talked about the art of receiving. I was reminded, and I think all of your listeners and anyone tuning in, like will remember how much movement is healing and to prioritize movement, AKA dance, or just movement, like getting outside and walking. But I'll, I'll, I'll highlight dance, that it's very therapeutic to move emotion through your body and not 
have this stagnant energy, whatever energy it is, from the highs of like being blissed out and getting that job promotion or falling in love to the lows of grief or sadness or despair, which all of us, I'm, I feel pretty safe to assume, have felt, especially with 2020 and even going into this year. So moving that through dance or through movement and just like being with yourself and carving out that time. And so specifically how that's looked for me is like, I made a playlist on Spotify called the grief ballet <laughs> because in my despair and in my sadness of grief in whatever reason it was brought upon. And there's been many with even loss, actual physical people like I've lost. It's also like brutal and beautiful at the same time. And I'm borrowing that from Glennon Doyle, the author and activist too. And, and so like, I will just carve out time where I'm alone and I just either dance or I just sob and I just move my body in a way that feels sad or feels heavy. I might crawl on the floor. I might move in like a ballet kind of contemporary dance way. It's not about the technique. It was, it's more about moving and being with what is. And so the feminine is about being and inviting the authentic expression to move through us and to, um, and to express that, especially with the heavy shadow work and things that are um, toxic or heavy, because if we're not addressing that and looking at that and moving that through, it is going to manifest into physical disease or, you know, anxiety or some other condition. It, it will, it will grow into something more. So those two things deep and it, it could go into so many things, but those I would say off top of mind and heart and what I really put into practice and believe in are the things that I, I learned and was, and, and was reminded about from her program. The moment I, I remember you when you you jumped in and you were so, so excited to make this investment in yourself. And now look yes. at how it has just the return on investment is just, is limitless. Yes. And, you know, I, I relate to you when you share about, you know, allowing yourself to feel those feels and however that looks like for you, whether that's through through dance, mm -hmm. through listening, even just listening to music and sobbing. I'm a huge yes. sobber. Yes. Even if it takes like those, um, what do I call them? Those banshee cries. You that call is it banshee? Okay. <laughs> yeah, a banshee. I love that. By the way, I'm like, a quarter yeah. Irish. I'm a quarter Irish. So oh, yeah. banshees are in Ireland. They're like ghosts, <laughs> like wail. They wail yeah, they in the wail. night. Or yeah. So I love that. <laughs> that just like put into context for me. Yes, and giving yourself permission if you right, think about, to cry. You're welcome. <laughs> Just think about it. Yeah. Yeah. And that's the vibration in your body when you're crying and actually using your voice to vibrate. And I use – I don't have a name, like a particular playlist. I think I just have the universe come and bring me something. But I do have yes. like a, a list that triggers me to allow me to work. To, to work on my feels. That's what I mean by that. When I say trigger, it's like, I feel like I want something to come out that's really in the depths of my soul. And I'm like, give me a song that what will take me there. Usually the ones that will take me are the ones from my wedding, like my wedding playlist. <laughs> and especially like these meaningful music um, to me, mean, meaningful songs that will allow me to open up my heart more or to be with these particular feelings. And, and oftentimes 
I just really need a good cry. And, and what's beautiful is I share that with my partner. I share that with my husband. He'll, he'll see me go through my thing and then I'll let him know. And that's so important. Ladies, let them know that, you know, oftentimes you just need to request them to hold space for you and not necessarily need advice. That could be like, can you just embrace me in this moment as I'm going through this? Listen, these are, I'm on this cycle. I'm on this particular cycle in my, you know, on my period. This is what I'm feeling right now. I'm extra tender. I need to move this through because sometimes I'm not even working on my own stuff. It could be generational stuff too that I'm not aware of, you know, um, and, you know, getting a little bit meta here yet, you know, if you look up epigenetics, these are traumas yes. that are passed on on a cellular level to you from, you know, your mom, your mom's mom, and beyond that, the ripple effect of that, you're now at a place to work on that so that your legacy is freed and you're in the yes. lineage, right? Yes. And that is yes. the work that when we come together as women, that's what we're doing, I believe, every moment, whether yes. you're aware of it or not. And so when we take the responsibility and accountability to work on ourselves, I believe that the world is a better place. Everybody who gets in contact with you will start to, to notice. And then hopefully we'll also question, well, how am I being? How am I reacting to certain situations? What are ways for me to focus on my emotional awareness so that I am also free. I have the ability and the choice to free myself from these things. Absolutely, yeah. I love that you brought in lineage and being aware of our ancestors and honoring them. And I think it is a blessing and a duty of us in this present moment to honor and be with create these tools to, and these practices to grieve, to envision, to um, tend to ourselves because our ancestors were working their asses off before to provide for the next generation. It was much harder. And um, we owe it to them to look at the seven generations before us and then to look, and we owe it to the generations in front of us, um, especially with, you know, crisis like climate change and what they're gonna inherit like to look forward and envision how can I, uh, the poet Rupi Kaur, who I love, she has a poem called Legacy. And I'm just paraphrasing, but she says, how can I make this mountain taller so that the generations um, after me can see farther? Like, how can I make it? You know, And I think I'm butchering it up, but I just love that there's an awareness of what can I do in my lifetime to pass the baton and to help the seven generations before me or after me? so that they're not inheriting all of our mess and that we can leave them better off than than we than what we had but we have to practice these tools mm -hmm. and to be mindful of it and then to honor our lineage is so important again because we're so interconnected as women and we can definitely call on our grandmother energy and evoke that um, evoke them in spirit in meaningful uh, inspiration in prayer whatever uh, language fits for someone that's listening calling on them and honoring what they went through and then also how can I bring their them into my life now and honor them 
so beautiful. So beautiful, sis. Thank you. And so just to recap how to activate these tools, it's the art of receiving, moving energy mm -hmm. in your body and embracing grief, right? Yes. Doing your grief shadow work. Um, what are what are other ways that they call that? Shadow work, grief work, dark. Yeah. Um, this, yeah. yeah, I think that's the same. And and then what would be a third tool that we, you would say that you could share? I would expand on being with grief or being with the shadow work because the another tool that goes hand in hand with it is giving yourself approval to feel that. And by the way, I just realized that my, my room is getting dark because the sun's setting. Um, but giving yourself approval to be with the grief, to be with tears. You had just mentioned a little bit ago that you will feel the feels and you, you'll you sob and you'll give yourself that time to do that. And even prioritizing it, like carving out a time, like I'm going to go for a drive and I'm going to sit in a, a parking lot and I'm going to cry <laughs> because I need it. And instead of it being something that's reactive because something triggered you, mm -hmm. it's prioritizing it and scheduling it out to honor it you know, so it doesn't hit you blindsided, which we have all experienced where something blindsides us because we've been running on empty for so long and then something happens and we're like mm -hmm. ripping off someone's head, literally, <laughs> or, you know, crying at like a commercial, but honoring that, the, uh, honoring AKA being in approval that it is okay to be a deep feeler. It is okay to be too much, which I hate that word. Um, and it's been like a cultural conditioning of like, don't be too much. Don't, don't cry too much. Don't be too dramatic. Don't be, everything is too, too, too. But as women and as feelers and, and the feminine energy, being with that authentic expression might look like rage for 15 minutes. It might look like banshee crying, right? Yeah. <laughs> like with like sobbing and like ugly crying and maybe mm -hmm. a scream, a primal scream. It might look like dancing your heart out because you're so blissed out and happy about something that is lighting you up. And it looks like too much, but that is what the feminine is, is that expression of energy, whether it's despair or like a lower frequency or a higher frequency, but um, approval of being with your authentic mm. expression, I feel is so important. How does one know that you're giving yourself this, the the approval and the permission to do it? Well, you'll know because you're prioritizing it, you're carving out time to do that. And um, I understand that people work crazy, you know, 40 plus hour work weeks. And that seems like the last thing that you can do by going yeah. and before driving off somewhere, like sitting in your car and be like, what do I need from me? I need a deep breath. I need to, I need to feed myself. I mean, how many people, especially in healthcare, don't remember to eat because they put it off and they work through their lunch, like do a working lunch or working dinner. And the last thing they do after everyone else is fed or after their shift and after running two errands is like, oh my God, I'm so craggy, I need to eat. What about prioritizing? I need to nourish myself with actual food. So I think you'll know that you're doing it when you are carving it out and, and putting it on your schedule and being mindful of it in your day. It really takes, like you said um, earlier, with um, 
being mindful of when you needed something uh, or to say, I received that, we have to bring it to our conscious level. So we have to be more aware of it, bring it to a conscious level to then put it in our, um, the things that we will actually get done where it becomes a healthy habit. I'm glad you pointed those out. And, you know, for everybody who's watching us and listening, know that we still continuously practice this. While we look so centered and we talk so casually about it, it is the work that, I mean, it's taken me about two, two years for just that first tool, you know, and as well as uh, four years now to really understand what the tools are and how to practice it in our life. And I, and it's mindfulness around that too, because I'm often not, I'm also not very, I'm not perfect. And, you know, we're women of progress and that's all we can really ask for. So with that being said, you know, it takes some, some effort. It takes a community. It takes your desire and willingness to work on yourself that will allow you to see the benefits, to see the results. Because I've known, I've, again, I've been practicing these tools for a while. And there's times where I won't use all of them. You'll, you'll just know what lights you up. I would always start with what you're like, ooh, let's try that. Let's, let's shift my language and see how that shifts my mindset and then my, my then behavior, right? Because that's yes. how... Because that's 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 the uh, that's the formula for those of you who want to know a little bit more tangible ways and pinpoint efficiency <laughs> to get things completed, mm -hmm. um, and 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 the the benefits from this has been so amazing. My relationships with my family, with my friends, my friendships—they are so much more connected or I will, I will say instead of connection let's use depth they're just yes they have the yes. depth of my relationships have grown exponentially yes and even with you and tiare we've been you know tiare is a mutual friend of ours who is co-creating some upcoming collaborations that we're doing together we have committed to meeting each other and have holding these spaces for us to, to allow and embrace the grieving process, whatever that looks like for us. So they, yes, there will be celebration as well. There's times where we're like, listen, of the 90 minutes or two hours we're together, I will say at minimum an hour, we are just reflecting our emotions and processing with each other and holding space and just taking turns depending on who it is that day it could be all of us often uh it could be all of us and what i found was we all actually take turns so that there's a there's two people who's like whoa i can pour into you what's going on you know we don't have to talk sales pages right now you know all the all the logistics and just be with our emotions and I value our community and our connection so much because there isn't a lot of, actually in my own experience, there isn't a group where we just do that and deep dive and allow for that time to, for each other. And so I'm so grateful and thankful and really is one, for me, one of the inspirations for this topic to really spread the message of feminine energy, divine feminine energy, 
goddess energy to be unlocked in every woman's hands yes so that yes they too you know really own their power and activate that within themselves and see the benefits as well yes yes i um i appreciate our weekly calls that we have with tiare who is a manifesting coach and amazing light worker that lives in hawaii and I would like to ask you, what is it specifically that is something that has nourished you with having that consistent call and check-in? Because our format, like you had shared, isn't always about strategy and covering things because we are co-creating an offering that's coming up um, in October, which we'll talk about at the end. And yet it's so simple and I just want to hear from you, like what is it about that specific yet not strategic practice on how we are with each other? You, you said holding space mm -hmm. that has nourished you. I'll say the non-judgmental aspect. And there are times in the very beginning I would judge like I should show up with full makeup and you know, not really share that I don't want to be here because it's so hard. You know, I'm having a hard week, but I committed. So I'm going to show up anyway. And that's the hardest time. Actually, it's the best time when you want to, you need to show up when you're feeling really at your worst and let go. And the practice was, let me let go of how they will even receive me. And then they just saw me as Anita, mm -hmm. you know, without the hats, without, you know, not Anita, the healer, Anita, the nurse, the sister, you know, none of that. It's like, oh, this human, this human being of ours, our sister is, she just, she wants support and the power and the courage is asking for it. Yes. Because let me tell you, because it's easy to just turn that off and pretend like, no, I'm good. No, mm -hmm. no, no. We could, we don't have to, you, you can skip me. We, mm -hmm. You can go with, uh, let's talk about Tiare and what Angela's going through. Like, you can skip me. And then it would just, what happens is it just festers within me. And then, and then I'll take it out on whoever's around me. Or, you know, I wouldn't be in a place to be able to create. I wouldn't be in a place to receive other, you know, others from what they're going through. Or I, I wouldn't even be able to do my work. And so in having that space to like really break down and be seen and be naked because that's what it feels like sometimes yes and yes. allowing them to see you yes is is profound and transformational and it's yes. even in that moment and it's in those moments that make out that i know for myself brought me so much value in connecting with both of you I don't have it with anybody else. And the thing is, we ended up creating it, right? And that's what happens. When it's not offered by anyone else, we end up creating it. And we become the uh, the guinea pigs of all of our teachings. Yes. And, and it works. And I'm so grateful and I'm so thankful for both of you. And now that we get to bring it to the birth it and share it to the world, it just lights my heart up so much. Yes, you light up talking about it. Mm -hmm. I would share, I, I would actually love to summarize what you just said in like a bulleted, like, uh, 
gems because there's so many. And it's first letting yourself be seen in whatever it is, is your authentic expression at that moment. Because you said no makeup, I'm going to show up, I might be cranky that day, but allow uh, approval, you letting yourself be seen, then us witnessing you where you're at and meeting you where you're at, not trying to fix, not trying to give advice, not trying to um, commiserate, like, oh, me too, I feel that way too. And that, you know, women were guilty of that, like, misery loves company, and you can take that negative downward spin easy of hating on the world, hating on our, our flaws and what we're doing to fix it and like, you know, complaining about our coworkers, it can, it happens. So letting us be with where you're at, like meeting you where you're at and then holding space is being worth with where you're at and honoring you asking for what you need. Although sometimes you might even not know what you need, but just being seen in the growth or in the despair or in the confusion or in the funk is enough already. That's the feminine. The feminine energy does not have to fix and have this linear approach of like, oh my gosh, we have a problem, we need a result. Yes, let's honor the masculine. That is how the world works and we get things done. At the same time, there's a lack of balance. We need the feminine with, oh, there's a problem. What does that feel like? What can I do to help? How can I be with what is with you? I don't have to give you a solution. I just can be with you. And like you had mentioned about your husband knowing that you're grieving and or you're in a sob fest or you're very tender, like just being with what is. Um, and then the last thing is like feeling that you're part of this connection, that this deep, authentic connection that we say continually use. Another word that I've used so much the last six years is sisterhood this meaningful, supportive, sisterhood-like community where it feels like the support that you just gave me is like we are kin, that we are like spirit sisters, that we are interconnected, again, interconnected as women, and that you don't have to do life alone, and you don't have to do life perfectly, and you don't have to do life, um, you know, living by everyone else's shoulds, and what, what should I do, and how should I act, and how should I behave, and what career should I do? So that is freeing in itself. And then it feels like the sense of belonging and the way you light up talking about our calls that we have every week and also the women's soul circle, like the community that I've, I've helped create and, and like now has become this, like we all are collaborative and supportive mm -hmm. in our endeavors and in these parallel growth journeys that include dips and valleys, right? It is so beautiful to have that sense of belonging and that sense of support yeah. because life is hard. It's hard. There's a lot of crazy, cri multiple crises that we're going through. In our, and then that's on a national, global. And then we have our own stresses in our home, our own personal health issues or stresses in how, you know, finances, everything, you name it. So to have that sense of community and support and knowing that you don't have to have it all managed, perfect, and, you know, boss babe energy, it's freeing. Mm. And that's, that's a mm -hmm. goddess. It's being free of like, this is me. This is my authentic expression. And I roll with it. <laughs> and I have sisters that support it. Yeah. And that feels really good. That feels really good. I think that's the spark. I know that's the spark that I have and that you exude. And that's what we want to show and model. I have a daughter. I want to model that for her and then bring in to our community. Like, how can you get that spark back? How can you light 
that light that's within all of us and bring that mm -hmm. to a roaring flame so that it's sustainable and doesn't burn out. Yeah. Well said, sis. Well demonstrated <laughs> in, in our relationship, in our, you know, in our, yeah. in our sharing, you know, this platform that you've created, like this is, this is sisterhood. This is goddess mm -hmm. energy. It's like, I want to share these tools and these experiences so that women know that you're not alone and that we have support and we have um, tools and, and resources to help us. Yes. Yes. Thank you for, for reflecting that with me and for holding that space and showing up every week, wherever you are in your travels, you are, you know, you're just such a, a joy in my life. And I'm so grateful that we get to now co-create together. Yes. And with that Thank said, you. shall we share with everybody what we are creating and what we are now we shall. <laughs> birthing? Yes, we shall. The world? Would you please do the honors? Okay, I'll do the honors. Yes. So we are honor. creating an online community with our fellow goddess, uh, sister goddess, Tiare Thomas Harris. Uh, we are creating an online community with us as the three coaches. And the community is for us to, the pillars of the foundation in this community is trust, divine feminine, and vision. And we will each month be offering um, coaching and resources and online support. And we really want to, I mean, we've, we all envision just letting our circles overlap and grow and to reach more people. And we are finalizing that and we'll have more details early October, right? <laughs> Yay! It is yes. exciting. Yes. The, of the three years that we've been creating this experience for just the three of us, we have now combined our superpowers and gifts to serve on a grander scale. Yes. And it's time. It's time. Mm -hmm. It's time. <laughs> And I can, we can only imagine to impact and transform how many more women's lives. And, and I'm so grateful and thankful to, to be able to do this work. So Absolutely. if you know of a woman who is seeking support, don't know where to go, you know, um, I'm always a, a huge advocate of being resourceful to reach out to us. We have started our Instagram account. I literally created today. <laughs> and it's called, and our handle is Solux Sisterhood. That's S-O-U-L-L-U-X-E-S-I-S-T-E-R-H-O-O-D. So mm -hmm. reach out to us, leave comments here. You know, we'll get back to you if you have any like questions. And I'm so excited. And yes, we are very huge. exciting advocates of in-person gatherings. So retreats are in the works and more workshops. And that always like lights all of us up. So yes. you will definitely feel all the goddess diva vibes from all of us. And mm -hmm. mark my word, when you leave from any of our offerings, you're going to feel so freaking amazing. You're just going to feel like you've gained either three sisters and more so, and in the community, you're going to be so supported. You're going to feel so loved, so seen, so heard that you are just going to stay lit up. And I'm so grateful and thankful when you decide to join our community. 
Absolutely. There'll be more to come in early October. Yep, we're ready. And the, and the luxe so, is so goddess. The luxury, so yes, that it's soul luxe because we have to bring the luxury in there too. And luxury is a state of mind yes. and a mindset yes. and an attitude and prioritizing simple pleasures. It doesn't all have to be on this grand scale and over the top. Bringing it in and bringing it because it can be grand scale and over the top. Yeah. Or in pleasure, like what's a way that you can create more luxury, more pleasure in the simple things and prioritizing that more often because we need that. If you're going to embody this goddess energy, these small practices, you are so worth it. That reminder of you are so worth it. Absolutely. I agree in the simplicity of how you activate it, activate that within yourself. And for myself, it has always been like luxury bath experiences. Yes. Yes. And one of those experiences, while I received that in Bali on a women's retreat, to have just florals inside of, you know, in the bath and then the scents, like lighting candles, essential oils, like there's so many things that you can do to really activate that within you. And one of the quickest ways too, if you don't have those things, is you have a sister like a goddess sister, just be like, can you just speak truth into me right now? Just can you tell me that I'm not going crazy? Just tell me that this launch is going to be amazing. Just tell me I'm going to live through the day. Even those simple words, like whether it's a text, a call or a gif, an emoji, something will literally like shift your um, perspective. And so I'm so excited. And I can't wait to just collaborate more so with you, sis. And I thank you. I thank you so much for co-hosting this, this episode and on this topic because it's so, so important. And I know you embody it as an embodiment coach. I, you live it. You, you, you teach it so well. And I can't wait for other women to get to experience your magic. So Ooh, thank you for being thank here. Thank you. I received that. Thank you. And my dear fellow goddess, Anita, <laughs> I thank you for inviting me to be a guest. I thank you for using this platform to share your experience, to reach people in an authentic way. I thank you for the consistency that you deliver this beautiful offering out into the world. And I thank you for your authenticity, your vulnerability, your courage to shine your light because you are modeling that for others and you are creating a ripple effect, which is I know your mission statement and I see you doing that in this world. And I'm honored to be on parallel paths with you. Thank you, Angela. I received that. Yes, girl. <laughs> <laughs> I received that. Oh my goodness. Beautiful. So many good gems, guys. Watch the replay again and, and share it with, with you know your loved ones because we can't do the work we do without you all sharing it in the world. So I appreciate you. I love you. And I'm so grateful we're back on a regular schedule. Um, and as always, I root for your rise. We'll see you next week, everybody. Bye. Yeah.